Well, hello everybody. This is Reverend Gray and the King Sis, Minister Tasha. And we are here on the Moment Podcast. We don't have a name, but we have that. And so we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh wait, I forgot to do my Why do you say like that? Go ahead. And so this is our, well, the kids just will give you what number this is and all of that. She knows all the logistics and she gets mad at me because she said, I don't ever know anything about that. But, so you don't share, you, you I do not share. All you do is come on here and talk. No, but you know how I talk about. So what happened uh, last week? I didn't share, but to, to when we finish, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share. So we are just two of God's servants that are happy about the platform that He has given us. We started doing this pan- during the pandemic, and we are blessed to have this platform because we can um, have a conversation that you can listen in on. And our conversations are good. We don't agree all the time because there is a, what, seven? yourself. I don't mind. I'm 50, 17. No. I don't know. Wait. That's a, you know you're getting older when- Okay, so let me put it this way. He was born. Oh. <laughs> when you put it like that, you get, it makes me sound young. Right. Um, what yeah. is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She can't even say it. Yeah. No. Say what you got to say. Lord. The year I graduated from high school, and that was 1989. 1989. It's early. Hey. So, anyway, um, yes. So, we don't agree all the time, but we agree to disagree, disagree when need be. Huh. You about to have your 40th high school? Yeah, this year. Wow. And what birthday is this for? Whatever. Keep going. Talking to the mic because you know. I'm talking talk. into the mic. Whatever. Keep keep going. No, oh, no, just asking. What year? Is this for you? Come on, we gonna come on. The show must go on. Did you just did you just put me out there? You put yourself out there when you told that I was born. I think this is going to be her 40th birthday. How do you know that I want people to know my age? I don't look it. I look like I'm five. You don't. Which reminds me of the 54 year old. 54 year old. I tried to holler. Help me. Aren't you? All right, let's keep going. Not by much. Wow. What on earth? Wow. So, 
of 54. And Chala, that, that was quite interesting. So, wait, we this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, I'm sorry. I, we can't yeah, look at yeah, I'm sure they want to. So, if you had to describe your weekend one more. So, I've been thinking about that all day. And why? Because you knew we were about to record. Yeah, because I know I'm to get it. I don't want to be honest. I don't want to tell a story. My week has been, uh, one word, challenging. Okay. And then if I could use another word, very. It's not the way it goes. I don't know, but I have to be moving. Okay. So your word in one week. Your week in one word. Productive. I had a joke, but I'm gonna keep it. So my week was it was productive. It's it's been a productive week. It's been busy. Yeah. But even in the busyness, I've still been getting stuff done. You know how people say, oh, they're busy, but they're really not productive. There's a difference between being busy and being productive. Exactly. So that was that. Yeah. And so in spite of the challenges, I, yeah. So anyway. I, nope, nope, nope. You know, that's not what we do. In spite of challenging, we're in this migration, this huge migration on my job. And I've been able to get it done. You know, I love my job. I love what I do. Because you stay there all day. No, I don't. Just, I mean, you know, we being honest. You and my, you told them how old I was. You told them what I was school. No, I didn't. They could do the math. All I know is twenty twenty three minus nineteen. I was like, I've been out of school for forty years. Anyway. But anyway, so we've been in this, and I, I feel good about the project. And so, you know, in spite of, and that's, what, and that's what you're supposed to do in spite of your challenges. You got to push. You have to push. Sometimes you don't feel like it because you can get consumed with what you're dealing with. But anyway, that's a whole different thing. So my my week was challenging. And then my other word was very. And then Kid Sis says her week was productive. I forgot to laugh. It's about to be one of those It's about to be one of those shows. Quit playing. People see you. I know, but I'm not touching her. Tell her I'm not touching her. They're I'm listening to you right now. Let's be for real. I'm not touching you. come to see and hear all this. Uh, but I'm not touching you. So, it says it's going to give you all of the logistics and what episodes. Yeah. So, thank you again for tuning in to the No Name Podcast. I'm not sure if my sister said this or not, but I think she did. We may not have a name, but we do have content. Thank you for listening to whatever audio platform you choose to listen to. I simply, I, we, we simply um, ask for requests that you would take time out to leave a review, share this with someone. If you enjoy it, 
and you know that someone else will enjoy it as well, by all means, share it. Make sure that you like it on, again, whatever platform you are listening to. And then also head over to YouTube at The No Name Podcast to watch the video, see us banter and go back and forth, see my sister pick on me and mess with me. Um, see all of it. You can see all of it. Like this, this is unfiltered. This is really how we are uh, whenever we get together. But thank you. That's the truth. That is the truth. Uh, but thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. We we appreciate every single one of you. I one testimony, one of my coworkers, she wanted to see the podcast because she saw the advertisement. And so I sent it to her with a little help. She enjoyed it. So shout out to Reverend Gwen Curry for listening to the podcast. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I pray that you are blessed. Amen. Ditto. Thank you. So sis, what's up? What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about responding to difficult times as a Christian. What do okay. you think? That's a lot, but okay. Tell me, tell me where you where you headed. I watched Reverend Sabrina and Bishop Wallace. I hope I'm not getting their names mixed up. And I watched them today. They both are grieving. They're, they both are grieving. And it was very interesting to see how they maneuvered through their Facebook Live. It was very interesting to see. They are newly, go ahead. It's a uh, life after loss on Facebook, Reverend. Wallace and Dr. Sabrina J. Please, 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 whatever loss you're dealing with, they lost their husbands, their spouses. People were chiming in, they lost their parents, they lost, you know, different things. And then Dr. Sabrina said, she's not a dog lover, but she understands how people feel after the loss of a pet. So it was interesting to see how they are maneuvering and how they are blessing uh, the women of God as they deal with loss. And loss can be a myriad of things. And just to, it was interesting to hear what they, it's interesting to hear what they said about how people sometimes don't know what to say how people, their, you know, the friends that they had when their spouse was alive, how they don't communicate anymore. How people, and one, one person asked them, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Yeah. And the, the, the response from Dr. Wallace, or is it Dr. Sabrina? I don't know. I didn't you just watch read it. it. So the names, I'm just saying the names. Oh, it's two. Yeah. One is Wallace and one, I believe, is others. Okay. So Wallace, she said, buy yourself some flowers. She said, buy yourself candy. She said, I went out to dinner. 
And they had, you know, they said what they did. And they are maneuvering. They're moving through their grief. And how do we respond as Christians? They said, you cannot lock yourself in your house. You cannot lock yourself in your car. You cannot just lock yourself away. You have to keep moving. You have to keep moving. And I, as I was listening to their podcast, I even looked at, um, I thought about our first lady emeritus, Lady Dawson, how she moves, she continues to move. And they were married over 50 years, you know? And she was the first lady of our church for over 50 years. And they are, they, they are living. You know, some we don't know. We know about grief, those of us that have lost someone or something, but we don't know what the individual is dealing with. And the thing that stuck out to me was keep moving. So as a response or just to add to the conversation, I think that everyone's definition of keep moving can be different. Oh, of course. Everyone has to, of course, go at their own pace. Of course. For the outside person, we have to be respectful of the other person's pace. Exactly. We can't force them to continue to do the same things that they did before because life is different. Life is different. We have to be sensitive in our conversation mm -hmm. in the questions that we ask, we yeah. have to be sensitive. Right. We have to always be mindful that almost anything can trigger the other person. It doesn't have to, it, to, to us, it may seem like something that's small, mm -hmm. but for that person, you don't know what that means for them. Exactly. And, and, and it's not so much as walking on eggshells. It's just being aware. And discerning. Yeah. And discerning. Now, one of the responses was someone told either one of them or one of the persons in the um, in the chat, they told them you should be sure. <laughs> Tell somebody, bring your spouse that you should be stronger by now. It, could, it couldn't have been me. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't have been me. Yeah. So you should be stronger by now. Excuse me. I think they're, I want to say they're either three and four years or I'm not sure of their, but it, it's it recent. Matter. Yes. It doesn't matter. It yes, doesn't matter. If it was 20 years ago. Yes. Don't tell nobody. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be stronger by now. So we have to be mindful of how what we say to people. We don't know their story. We don't know what they're dealing with. And sometimes it's just best not to say anything. Nothing. One of them said, sometimes I just like people to just sit. And you know what? Sometimes for us, because we're so fast paced and we're so always on the go, mm -hmm. 
sometimes, and, and it couldn't even be for that reason, right? But sometimes that's uncomfortable for the person to just sit there. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we feel the need to be quote unquote their savior. Right. Sometimes we feel the need um, to just want to push them through the process or even just trying to help. Right. Sometimes we can overly help. Right. Right. We're, we're doing too much. Right. Like, and, and it's not, um, it's not called for. Right. 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 Exactly. I, so I had a conversation with someone about my goddaughter. Now my goddaughter is alive and she's well. I just don't, I haven't talked to her. And the question was, you know, I was thinking about her the other day. And my response was, you know, I was too. It was the way it was posed. And I think that we need, sometimes we need to be a little more sensitive. Again, not the eggshell thing. But if my first response wasn't one that wasn't, I don't want to say favorable, but if my first response wasn't inviting, my first response wasn't inviting, turn the corner another way. Don't keep digging. Because you might dig up something that you you ain't ready for. Don't keep digging. Yeah. And that's a part of being sensitive and that's a part of being respectful. Exactly. You have to, to me, you have to listen to the person's tone. You have to listen to the person's body language as they are responding to you. And if they're not giving off like, okay, I'm cool to talk about this, then turn left. Don't even go down that path. Just go ahead and turn left because you don't know whether or not your, your statement just triggered exactly and you don't know what the response is going to be exactly so you don't know what how a person like my sister said you don't know the trigger you don't know the trigger and then once the person pops off then i can't believe it why not you didn't you didn't recognize the body language you didn't recognize the the answer the first time And so you kept digging. So even when you're dealing with someone that has lost whatever, a job, a home, a pet, a child, a husband, a wife, don't keep digging. Don't try to make them talk about it. Please don't. What? Now is not the time. If a person wants to share, let them share. Don't act the logistics. Don't do that. Don't ask the logistics. Just be there. And And even, and it's not just in in the the transition of a loved one, even somebody losing their job. Don't ask questions. Well, what happened? Don't. If they want to talk about it, they will eventually get there because if you give people time and if it's really on their heart and their mind and they really want to talk about it it's going to come out right only however if they feel safe if they feel safe if they feel safe then at some point in the conversation the topic will come up and they won't won't have a problem talking to you exactly but do not 
force the issue. Don't ask in a whole bunch of questions. That is not the time nor the place. You don't know what mindset they're in. I know we saved. I know we love God. We love Jesus. We love the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you do not know where that person's mind is. And then what you can do, because this is, I'm a firm believer that prayer can reach places that we can't. And so if you're deserving and you know how to pray, about it. Because at that particular time, that person needs strength. Not a lot of questions. And, sorry, go ahead. And, and another thing that they said is don't get in the way. Because when you get in the way, you're still um, you're making that person uncomfortable. Get in the way of what? Get in the way of you just got to be there. You just got to be there all the time. Give me space. And that's what they said. It was very interesting for those of you that are grieving. Because I want you to read it again. So just me. Well, life after life after loss, uh, which was founded by Reverend, I don't want to mispronounce her first name, I'm sorry. Reverend Wallace and Dr. Sabrina J. Ellis. Yes. And it says it's a place for widows to come together and talk about living life after loss. How do you navigate it? How to move forward and how and help others do the same. Very good. They come on once a month. They didn't come on after Christmas, but they came on um, this this week, today, and then they'll be back on next March. I'm not a widow, but my parents are deceased. So I think that it's 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 great. They have a great platform. And if you should share it with someone or listen to it, 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 it may help you. And, the, and it blessed me so much because... They're, they're both preachers. And both of their husbands were pastors. And now life has changed for them. Life has changed for them. And it's, you know, she said they have to, both of them, they said that they have to fight to get out of bed some days. But they get up and they push. Even with losing a job or whatever loss, you still fight every day to get up and keep moving. And sometimes you just don't. You stay there. You stay there. And it was interesting, the scripture that she quoted, it was the, the, uh, the scripture was interesting. I think she said, all things work together, Romans 8, 28. Mm-hmm. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are called according to their purpose. I was like, wow. Hey, I use that for my aunts. Wow, for my own services. It's 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 a hard concept to kind of grasp in the moment when you're dealing with loss and someone is telling you that all things work together for the good. These are women who were married to big time preachers. And that's the scripture that they quoted tonight. I was like, wow. And then they talked about how the word of God will give you the strength that you need. And so I'm a believer. I'm a believer because I'm dealing with some question right now. 
because if that's my way, I would be at home in my bed. I would, because you know I have some, I, I got some stuff going on. But as I went to the Bible, James one, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Really. And then especially when you're mad or there's something that you wanted and you didn't get it. That's a loss as well. But what I heard today as I was, you know, listening to the Bible and listening to the commentary, trials will happen. Trials will happen. <laughs> Not only will trials happen, but trials will Why are you yelling at the people? Oh, I'm not yelling at y'all. But trials will trials happen and they will keep happening. And so what 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 the thing is, how do you come out of the trial? What do you do as you enter the trial? What do you do as you sit there in the trial? James chapter one verse starting at verse two mm-hmm. and this is the nrsb mm-hmm. it says my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of any kind whenever when whenever whenever at any given point whenever whenever you face trials of any kind it's inevitable consider it nothing but joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. So the takeaway from that is you have to build up endurance because the trials get harder and harder. And they keep coming. You're in a storm, you're going through a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. How do you handle that? How, how do you handle it? How, how am I handling it right now? I'm trying to make sense of it. But will everything make sense? Because in the text that you brought up, mm-hmm. it does not say that you will understand the trials. Oh, no. Uh No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because one thing that when I had a a previous trial and I was in in my Bible, the commentary said, knowing God is better than knowing the answer. Hmm. Help me out. Help me clean out. Because I was wondering what the purpose was. And so I, 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 as, as I studied and as, as I sought the Lord and as I, you know, went, went to the word of God, knowing him is better than knowing answer. And every time I began to question, I, I had to say, knowing God is better than knowing the answer. And, 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 and even, even now, I'm trying to make sense of it. And I'm talking to the Lord and I'm, you know, in his word. 
Sometimes I, I, it, it won't, it's not going to make sense to me. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But what I do know as I, the word of God spoke to me today, God has a plan. And he wants to bring out the best in me. Not only does he want to bring out the best in me, but he wants to bring out the best in you too. So God has a plan. Now, is it easy to wrap your head around that when you're going through? No. A part of me wants to say yes, but I'm going to no is my first answer. But I'll say a part of me wants to say yes, because I feel like in this scripture, the only way that we can know something, right? Verse three, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. The only way that we can know something in, in this instance for me mm -hmm. is because of experience. Oh, yes. Right. So if I've experienced trials time after time after time again, mm -hmm. but yet God continued to show up and I continue to endure and I continue to over the course of time, have joy, even in facing those trials. Mm -hmm. Then when the next trial come, what's my response? Do you fall back? Do you retreat? Or do you trust God? Based on experience, what the Bible is saying mm -hmm. is that I'm going to consider it joy because my past experience, my past experience mm -hmm. helped me to know that Faith, the testing of faith produces endurance. Exactly. Faith is in faith. And I've heard, I heard this growing up all the time. Mm -hmm. Faith is in faith until it's tested. Until it's tested. When everything is going well, sure you have faith. Okay. Story of Job. Okay. Have you considered my servant Job? Well, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he gonna progress you and worship you and do this, that, and the other because he has everything that he needs. Yep. But what's going to happen? And he takes everything away. Right. And Job worshiped still. Now he did have his moments of questioning. He did. He did have his moments of, of pain and he did. anguish and, yeah. and getting out of his mouth what was going on in his head. Right. Like he was trying to, to me, throughout the in, in this conversation with his friends, even he was trying to understand, like. What's going on? Right. Job knew that he loved God. Yeah. Job loved God. And just because you love God does not mean you're going to have to suffer sometimes. It would say it again. Just because you love God does not mean you're going you're not you're, you're not gonna have to suffer. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> Even Jesus suffered. Oh, yeah, he did. So why wouldn't he? And Matthew, I want to say it was 25. Mm -hmm. Tore me up. I was I was trying to ride my bike. Mm -hmm. I was trying to ride my bike and read Matthew 20. I think, let me see. I have to pull it up. Mm -hmm. I want to say it was Matthew 25. Um, but it was, you know, first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. I like to pray, read my Bible. Mm -hmm. And then I also ride my bike. Uh -huh. You know, to get my day started and all of that great stuff right um but it was no was it matthew 25 no matthew 26 
Mm-hmm. From Matthew 26 on, it just messed me up mm-hmm. um, because it, it told of Jesus' crucifixion and the way in which he suffered. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've heard, you know, I've read it and I've heard it, preached mm-hmm. it, all of that. Right. But sometimes things hit different <laughs> depending on the season of life you're in. Right. And in this in this detailing of Jesus' suffering because of us, because he came to save us, right? And in, in this detailing of Jesus' crucifixion and his suffering, I was like, wow. Right. He went through all of this. So what makes me exempt from suffering? What makes me exempt from having some challenging times in life? Right. If the son of God. Right. The perfect. Perfect. Unblemished. Right. Son of God. Right. If he had to endure suffering. Right. Why are we different? And just think, if we didn't have endure some hard times, would we call on the Lord? Nope. What we what would what would we need him for? We wouldn't. Exactly. It suffering brings our relationship with him closer. It brings us closer to God. Right. And then it also shows us different characteristics of God. Right. Because we won't fully know who God is. Right. As as humans, we don't know all aspects of God's character. One thing that let me read uh, 2 Timothy 2.12. It says, and this is the, oh, this is King James. There was no living, I thought. Oh, that's what I thought too. The New Living Translation. Oh, no, that's King James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and read it in the old King James. Hey. You know, King James. Hey. So the New Living Translation says, if we endure hardship, and then I'll read we will reign with him. That's the A clause. The B clause says, if we deny him, he will deny us. So if we suffer, we endure hardship, then we're going to reign with him. We, we, we know full well that he's going to take care of us. So when we have hardship and we say, forget it, we throw in the towel, if we deny him, what is he going to let us? Deny us. That, that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. Endure hardship like a good soldier. Like a good soldier. It's, and, 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 and I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. Because this last one was a doozy. And so I, I, I have to this is one thing that I am happy about that I went to the word of God to get comfort. I went to the word of God to get comfort, to, to help me to understand why I'm in this situation that I'm in. It helped me because God has a plan. And he wants to bring out the best in me. Now, does it still hurt? Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, I'm not superhuman. And it doesn't mean that I, I don't hurt. But even in the midst of the hurt, I still got to trust God. 
I still have to trust him. What other choice do you have? I have a lot of other choices. How beneficial are those other choices? Are those other choices going to please God? No. Not at all. But I could have done a million things. I'll keep saying myriads. But I could have done, I could have done a lot of things to ease the pain. A lot. But because I'm his child, and the, the scripture that was read at early morning prayer, the Lord is my shepherd, I don't have to want it for anything. I shall some translations say I shall lack for nothing. Nothing. And 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 the nothing and for me in this instance is to help with my pain, my hurt. I don't have to go to anything or, you know, of course, you know, we want to hear, we want to talk to our, our friends or, you know, we want to talk, but I don't have to, I don't, I don't, I'm not lacking anything because the Lord is going to take care of me. And, and here's the thing. He knows when we're, we're being a brat. He knows when we're upset. He know I'm just looking at you. Keep talking. He knows when we're being a brat. He knows when we're upset. Let me tell you something. God is not intimidated by that. Can you say that one more time? Yes. God is not, God is not intimidated by you. Oh, uh, no, she's talking about the brat. What? <laughs> God is not intimidated by you being a brat. Carry on. Come on, you got, they're waiting. God is not intimidated. She got a lot of nerves. Okay. So I am not the only brat sitting at this table. I'm not. Stay on course. You're you're going off. You're veering. I'm not veering. Steady. Steady. When, 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 when the finger is pointed at her, Focus. then I'm veering. Focus. So God is not intimidated by my sister. Or I, or you, he's not intimidated. He just wants us to come to the realization that we can cast all of our cares upon him. This past week, I had a situation that had me pretty upset. And, you know, we say hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. In the moment, because I was upset and I wanted to talk somebody to somebody and just get it out mm -hmm. and... I don't even know if I was seeking advice or what. I just needed to get it off my chest. Mm -hmm. So I called this person. Mm -hmm. And halfway through the conversation, I realized how much of a mistake it was. Mm -hmm. And I admitted it mm -hmm. to my sister. And immediately, once I got off the phone, I had to apologize to God. Because that advice, that conversation was terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, that advice, that conversation was not what God would have wanted for me. Right. That's what I wanted for myself. Right. I wanted something comfortable. Right. And that's what I did. Um, and and I really had to take a step back and say, you know what, God, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That was my bad. That was my fault. Right. Instead of running to a person, I should have just came to you. Right. So a Christian's response to difficult situations mm -hmm. 
a Christian's response to challenges, a Christian's response to loss. For me, it's sim- it's it's simple yet not simple. It's run to God. Right. He knows. He knew it was coming. He knew. He knew. Now I know somebody was saying, probably say like, okay, God knew he, it was coming. Why didn't he stop it? But then that goes back to James one. He's two through four, two through four. Uh-huh. Because there's a reason for it. Right. It goes to Romans 8, 28. All of the scriptures that we right. named in this conversation, mm-hmm. the answers lie in those scriptures. Right. Um, but run to God. And another thing, and another thing. I wasn't thing. talking. He's going to tell me something later. <laughs> but for real, on a serious note. God knew it was getting ready to happen. Right. And God already has the answer. Right. He already has the healing. He already has the resources in store. Mm-hmm. Uh, so run to him. Right. May, may I have, may? Go ahead. So what, and the other thing is we go through things so that we can help others. You know, it doesn't seem right at the time and you probably don't even care. <laughs> But when you're in a position to minister to somebody, you can empathize with them because you've been there. And if, if, if the Lord permits for you to give them your testimony, then you can. So we, there's a, mere, uh, a lot of reasons why we go through what we go through. And yes, the Christian's response is to run to Christ. We, people get caught up in their own devices, over shopping, overeating, drugs, alcoholism. What else is there? Oh, it's a whole lot. Yeah, it's a whole lot of things that people get caught up in. And none of those things can comfort you like God can. None of those things can give you strength like God can. God, Jesus died for it all. And so he wants us to come to him. He loves us so much. Sometimes we may get an answer. Sometimes we won't. But knowing that he's there. And he'll he'll give you his word. He'll give you a song. He'll give you uh, someone praying for you. Whatever he's he's there to comfort you and to strengthen you, to help to let you know that you're not alone. Here's my last thing, and we are turning the corner. Okay, we're turning the corner. I have to give her a two minute warning. This is <laughs> this this is our two minute warning. Sure. Uh, but this is this is the last thing I have, and then you can close this out. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the NASB. Okay. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the Author and Perfecter of faith, yes. who for the joy set before him endured the cross, aka suffered, yep. despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Right. He knows all about it. 
He hasn't forgotten. And so I beg you, when you're facing difficult times, talk to the Lord about it. There's a song that says, Jesus wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. He does. He made you, after all. So allow him to heal you. Allow him to mend your broken heart. Allow him to, uh, he's going to get the best out of you. That, that's what he wants to do. So he didn't do it to hurt you. Talk to myself. He didn't do it to hurt you. He didn't do it to harm you, but he did it. He allowed it so that he could get the best out of you. Pruning. Yes. Yes. And pruning is not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable, but it's helpful. Sometimes there are some things in us that stop us from going to the next level. Right. And so fortunately and unfortunately, we have to go through the pruning process so that we can get to the next level. Right. Even in going through that process, it's all about perspective. It's not that you're losing. It's not that you're you're being defeated. Uh-huh. But the different perspective is I'm losing something to gain something better. Right. I'm going through this process because God is trying to get rid of some stuff that's holding me bound. Right. I'm going through this process because God is trying to, to teach me about those bad habits that I have that I need to, to turn around so that the next level is better than the last level. Right. There's no way... Um, for those of you who, who garden and deal with flowers and plants and all of that great, fabulous stuff, uh, the, the, you understand better the pruning process because you understand that in order for that plant or whatever it is to grow and to produce fruit, you have to take some stuff off. Right. Some bad stuff begins to grow around it that is going to do it more harm than good. So it has to be pruned. The plant has to be pruned. You have to pull up the weeds. You have to treat it. The whole bunch of stuff that goes into having a fruit producing tree. Right. You don't just plant the seed and then a day later, you don't plant an apple seed and the day later get an apple tree. That's not how it works. It's a process. Everything that we, we desire and everything that is in God's will for us and, and everything that we have planned out, it's a process. It's going to take time. Responding to loss, responding to whatever it is, is going to take time. Right. And don't let anybody push you. Don't let anybody tell you that you should be over it by now. Don't let anybody tell you that you still crying. Don't let anybody do that to you. Yeah, just give me some tissue. You hear me? Don't let anybody try to stop you because every day is not going to be a good day. Every day is not going to be, this is the day, of course, uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice therein and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Yes, we're supposed to do that. 
However, every day is not going to be a good day. Because if it was, then we would not we would not need the Lord in our lives. So how do we respond to difficult times as a Christian? Run to the Lord. Talk to him. Trust him. Pray. Cry out. It's okay. It's okay. Because what you reap in tears, you will sow in joy. I believe that's what the scripture says. We're going to hurt. That's why he's our comforter. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit, our paraclete, to help us. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. When we don't understand, he's there for us. He, had a, he, he is all planned out. All we got to do is trust him. God, how we thank you and how we praise you for this conversation. God, thank you for trials. Thank you for challenges. Thank you for suffering. Even, even though somebody might think that that's, that's somewhat crazy to say. But God, we are reminded in scripture that suffering produces some things. Challenges produces some things. Trials produces some things. So God, help us to be patient. Help us, God, to endure. Help us to seek you first and not man. Help us to seek you first and not things. God, I pray for that person who is struggling right now with the loss, whatever the loss may be, whatever the magnitude of the loss may be. God, protect their heart, protect their relationship with you. Sometimes loss can cause us to doubt you and, and we begin to drift away. Yeah. But God, I pray for that person who's beginning to drift. God, grab them, hold them close. God, let them know that it's all happening for a reason. God, remind them of Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Yes, God. God, thank you for my sister. I thank you for her tenacity. I thank you for her resilience in spite of. God, I thank you for her sticking with it. God, now I ask that you would touch her heart. God, touch her mind. God, give her strength. Give her endurance. No one ever said that the race is going to be quick. No one ever said that the race was going to be easy. Yeah. So God, give her everything she needs in this season to make it through. Yes. Help her to see the light through the tunnel. Yes. Even if she's not on the other end of the tunnel right now, God, help her to see the glimpse, the glimmer of light. God, help her to see that you're, you're right there with her going through this process. Even though it may be hard, even though it may be challenging, yes. God, help her to see that you're actually carrying her through yes. it all. God, thank you for every single person that's watching, watching, that's listening. Continue to bless them. Continue to keep them. You know their needs. Yes, God. And God, we're asking that you would meet the need right now in the name of Jesus. God, yes. we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We out. Peace.